and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 192, titled The Subsidized Podcast. Uh, this is a show about the Xbox and, heck, anything else we ever want to talk about. My name is Brun. My name is Mark. <laughs> my name is <laughs> Colin. <laughs> my name is Kyle. No, my name is Rob, also known as Presar. And with me today, I've got two fantastic hosts. We have Mark. Hey, hello there. Also known as Wingman. What's those numbers? 72, 15, 42. Hike. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 709. And today, we also have a very special guest, the Brun 2.0. Also known as Colin. I feel like I'm one of those should run 2.0. I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to change my You're, gamer tag now. It's been 800 Microsoft points so I could be run 2.0. You're new and improved. Bigger, <laughs> better, run. faster. I'll have to call his wife. <laughs> you know, when when you run, do you hear like... Well, happy day after Cinco de Mayo to everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey, and happy two days after the Star Wars Day. May the fourth be with you. Lame. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> What's Star Wars Day? I don't. I think I missed that. It was May fourth. Then that's what everybody 4th. was saying. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was Star Wars Day. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't catch on to that lame joke. <laughs> lame. Whatever. <laughs> You're upset that you missed out. <laughs> uh. So, I mean, is there any significance other than the clever wordplay? I think that's it. I don't know. I didn't know about <laughs> it until I saw people saying, may the 4th be with you on May 4th. Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. I I don't know. It's like, why are you lisping? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a problem? <laughs> it's like Elmer Fudd. May the 4th be with you. Or, no, that's like Spaceballs. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, classic movie! I absolutely <laughs> love that movie. Has one of the best ending sequences with the whole alien popping out of the guy's chest there and dancing. Oh out. yeah! Doesn't he go Table. like not again? <laughs> well, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. He sees that as he goes down the thing. Because the alien, he screams, coming. He goes, he busts out of the guy's chest and stuff like that, and he pulls out a hat, like one of those straw hats and a cane, and he starts doing the can can down the the thing, and uh, <laughs> the main characters look at each other and they go, uh, "We're not going to have whatever he's having." Yeah. Or they say, "Check, please," something like that. Oh, that's a great yeah. movie. All righty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah different. Yeah, I think we get this bus back on track. <laughs> I think we definitely hit the. We'll talk about whatever we want. <laughs> well, if it's ever Mel Brooks, you have to talk about, talk about Mel Brooks. Absolutely. Actually, that was like his last movie, wasn't it? Or was it like, his last movie? Or his latest? Yeah, maybe most recent. I don't think he made anything after that. I'll have hmm. to look that up. He needs to make History of the World Part Two. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. I love that's that. Right. I love that movie. It's History of the World Part One, but there is no Part Two. <laughs> no. Well, Blazing Saddles is classic as well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, all right. Well, that has absolutely nothing to do with video gaming. Um, so, <laughs> we need a video yeah. game about Mel Brooks movies. There you go. We need to have somebody make one of those because that would be classic too. 
<laughs> Instant classic. Very good. So there's so, no Blazing Saddles game? I don't think so. <laughs> You'd have to have an achievement that said, you know, you ride off on the women and, and you rake the horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Candy Grand Permango. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the cool achievements you can have for like a Mel Brooks game would be awesome. Oh yeah. All right, we trademarked that here today, so yes, we did another time, like last week. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be rolling in patents. Uh, we're gonna have <laughs> give it a couple years, and we're gonna have all kinds of patent infringement lawsuits going against companies. We're gonna be rich. <laughs> <laughs> we even stop Microsoft from selling their Xbox. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, well, let's let's get into our gaming. So, Colin, um, you're our special guest this week. Uh, we'll let you start off with what you've been playing. Oh, um, majority of my time has been been playing spent The Witcher Two. Um, I'm a I'm a big RPG. Um, I like RPGs a lot, whether it's Mass Effect, which is kind of like the soft porn type of RPG um, versus <laughs> the. Uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. That's a classic. That's a classic description. Well, you get into the, but then you have other, and I would have called him a hardcore RPG, and I think that um, uh, what Dead Souls kind of falls in that kind of category, or uh, and The Witcher Two definitely falls in that category. And when I say that, um, it is you have uh, you don't. This is one of those games where you don't put um, points into characteristics, but you have abilities that as you go up levels, you choose different paths and you pick from those abilities. And uh, you then pick up skills and um, things that you can do that make uh, combat easier. But combat is very difficult, uh, even on the easier levels. I've played it through on the, what they call the dark level, and um, that's a harder, harder level that you can play. And it's you have to figure out how to work within the combat, especially when you're facing off against groups of people. It's okay usually if you're playing against, you're fighting one monster or, or something, but you need to work with how you're rolling out of combat and rolling back into combat when you use bombs or spells or, or whatnot. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, it puts you really, there's a lot of history there within the game, and I didn't know it. And uh, really, you're kind of, scratching your head because uh, uh, they're talking, referencing people, stuff from the books, stuff from um, what this, uh, uh, the guy has written his name is Andrzej Sapakowski, who originally wrote, he's a Polish writer who originally wrote the series. He's got six books in Polish. One of, two of them are available right now in English, uh, which I'm actually reading one eye for completing the game. I've completed it once and it's really, I guess it's the first time I've played a game Maybe not, but I can't think of another one. I've been trying to rack my brain where I made decisions in the game and I completely missed stuff because of the decisions that I made. They made a choice that if you go down one path, you completely, there's a city that completely blocked off to me and I, I don't see it. And, uh, and I'm like, I can't get over there. Why can't I get over there? And I'm trying to um, partake in certain quests and I can't, I, I'm, I'm they're not there. They're not available to me anymore. And that really got me thinking. And so now I've kind of go back after I beat it the first time, gone back and I'm playing again. And it's so different playing it the second time. Um, there's some original stuff that happens in the beginning that you do. And 
kind of gets you in. But once you start making those decisions again, and you're you're making the alternate decisions, and it's like, wow, this there's so much more game here that you never even saw, uh, and that's just complete. And I'm I'm right back into it again. I've never played a game so fast after playing the first time. I'm like, it's it's completely different to me. And so I've been having a blast with it, and it's uh, it's uh, I play it on easier level now, and the combat is still. Combat's still difficult. If you take it for granted, um, I was just wading in one time, and I still got I got beat up. You get beat up fast, so you have to um, play to your strengths depending upon the skill. You can go through a magic skill tree, or there's a sword tree, or there's actually even a, uh, an herbalist tree with potions and uh, making bombs and things like that. And it's uh, I had to look some things up on the, even on the internet because there's actually a decent thick instruction booklet in your game, which I don't think I've seen one of those in a long time. Um, and as I've kind of got, I would use that some, I would use the internet some to figure out what am I doing wrong? Why can't I do this? Cause there's really no, you just do it. You just play in the game. And it's, it's, if you're into that kind of thing, it, it's a lot of fun and it's beautiful. There's just, um, the full, the, the trees, the, 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 the jungle that you're in, or there's, uh, there's, mountains there's a there's a wraith battlefield that you um, get into too at one point um it's all pretty incredible to see here uh, participate with so spent a lot of time with that uh, played some mass effect 3 uh had a lot of fun I'm, I'm still having fun with that um maybe not playing it quite as uh heavy i'm on my quest to get to the n7 level of a thousand uh so just kind of plugging away um having a good time with that and i played some stuff with the kids uh, lego games and the variety of different things that they are trying to do a little ssx um so that's it mainly in the, in the nutshell cool sounds, cool. Like, sounds like a good gaming week <laughs> yeah it has been actually been busy <laughs> <laughs> how about it rob did you find time to play any uh the not the electronic version of games this week well there's the electronic version of the tabletop ones. <laughs> okay, non-tabletop I some, I, games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually did. I, I picked up a, a new game today uh, after seeing your review of it online. And, uh, you know, it sparked my interest. It's uh, Sniper Elite Version 2, V2, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and It's V2. Yeah, V2. <laughs> and... It, it was it's really fun i've always loved sniper games and I, i'm having a blast with it so far there's a couple of times where i'm having little like mm, mobility problems i guess <laughs> in the game <laughs> where my character isn't quite going where i want him to go <laughs> <laughs> particularly when people are shooting at me but uh, you know, the the game is is a lot of fun and i'm actually st- uh, i was playing just before the show here and i got stuck in an area because you finished it right yeah I, I, yeah, yeah i did the day so, i bought it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know I, I can definitely see myself doing the same thing how, how many hours was it it's only about a five-hour campaign. Five hour, and that mm-hmm. was on the easiest mode. So okay, yeah. I don't know if you, playing, I don't know yeah. what you're playing on. Yeah, easiest. So uh, there, there's, it's like on the second or third mission, where you're going 
up this building to the vantage point. Uh-huh. And I can't seem to get up to the vantage point. It like wants you to go outside on this little jagged floorboard thing and I always fall down. It's almost like you need to go you need to step out through this doorway and kind of like swing around outside. Do you remember that at all? Is that after the museum where you go up to the t- you go through the museum and up to the top? No, I don't think this is the museum. It's actually it's the second Is it right? You got the like prologue rocket. and then is this is this where have you seen have you taken the tank out yet? No. Okay, so this is like the second mission. Um yeah, you go up into the building, you're planting. This is from the demo, too, I think, uh, or it was in the demo, if I'm thinking of the same place you're at. You put the um, satchel charges on the two vehicles. Right, got and that. Then you go yeah, up the and then you go up the building. Okay, so you go up in the building, and you're trying to get to the top. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, I can, I can see the little thing that marks it, but it's like I can't get over there. You, you go up to – you come up some stairs – and then you'll turn towards it, and it's like right there, and you see like this wooden dresser. If you just walk up to that wooden dresser, you can hit the A button to climb it. Oh. And then you so climb cool. right up to the to that area, and then a, you get a cutscene, and then it starts with that whole next section. Oh, that's what I'm missing. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool. I, I think I ran around the first time for a while trying to figure. How do I get up there? And then I was like, <laughs> I walked up to this. And I'm kind of looking around, and all of a sudden I realize on my screen says hit A to climb. Because I wasn't thinking I could climb up that thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, oh, man. Yeah, do yeah, that and you'll be good to go. <laughs> so I was spending like 10 minutes just walking around, going up and down, falling off this thing. Because, I mean, it's kind of throwing me because you can't really jump. At least not that I know of. No. But, you know, I, I can't you, – you can't jump. You know, you can't run jump or anything. And it, the climbing is kind of weird. But – I mean, the, the game's pretty cool, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if it's one that I actually finish for a change. <laughs> well, it's, it's short, so that's that makes it easier to finish it. It is a oh, really absolutely. short game. So, so. About how many missions? Like six, seven? There's, I want to say there's like eight or nine, okay. I would say. It was a pretty good amount of, of missions. Um but I'll probably cover that. I'm going to kind of do a little review of it later on. So, yeah. But glad you got it. That's awesome. And oh, there yeah. is co-op too. So this is your recommendation. Indirect. <laughs> cool. Well, there's a. Um, if you if you want to do the campaign in co-op, you can do that too. Okay. So that's kind of cool if you you know if you're interested. And they've got yeah. I'll cover all that stuff later on there's tons of stuff to do in this game but cool so that's about it for me how about you mark um i played some i think i played mass effect 3 once and actually i think i didn't even play it i think i just turned it on if i recall this week i turned it on like tuesday or wednesday to get my pack from the previous weekend or something that i did but i didn't play it all week (laughs) so uh, i've played trials evolution i have played i tried the fable heroes demo and I just want to apologize to anybody that listened to last week's show. Heard us talking about this. Like, this might be a really fun game. Hopefully you tried the demo out um, first. Because I thought it was a big steaming pile of doo-doo um, when I tried it out. I was really disappointed in it. Did not like it at all. And I did not end up buying this game. So 
Um, I know some people did buy it. I know several people have tried it and said the same thing. They didn't care for it. So that was a disappointment. Of course, I played some Syndicate. Best game ever. Or one of the best games. Best game So far, I'll tell you what. Syndicate was my sleeper hit of the year. But I'll tell you what. Sniper Elite V2 is running a very close second. Um, but I Syndicate still takes my top spot for sleeper game of the year. I just simply can't get enough Syndicate. Um, but Sniper Elite has absolutely just impressed me beyond belief uh it was a lot more than what i expected um i was really getting bored lately like last weekend i was like i just don't want to play so i was like watching some netflix and i'm like i was bored i even went up one night uh, i was like up in the bed at like nine o'clock and my wife's like what are you doing why are you up here so early i thought you'd be playing your games and i'm like i'm bored <laughs> she's like what <laughs> i'm like i'm bored so this cave this like just pulled me out of that boredom uh, Sniper Elite did. And uh, I'm like so excited to be playing a game again. <laughs> so, good times, good times. All right, so let's just get in our topics. And uh, before we do, Rob, you, you promised something a couple weeks ago, and then you forgot the following week, and then the next week you weren't around. So Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I was actually just thinking about that earlier <laughs> this evening. <laughs> so shall i go ahead yeah all right share your so, social news all right you can do it i can do it oh wait before you so, do but uh, I, I gotta I, before uh, you do i gotta ask colin something do you remember the the tease that we had a couple weeks ago colin regarding his news i think i remember something but i don't i was trying to actually uh remember I don't remember exactly what it is about. Did you, did you even say? Or no, it was just, it was just some. Oh, he's going to talk about something. Well, he teased. Some, I don't remember what we did, but he did give some kind of tease away that would have basically, if you would. Uh, did we? And we post. I thought we posted something in our Twitter where we gave a link away to it, yeah. or I don't know. I was just curious if you had figured it out. So if or no, I had not figured it out. Yeah. Okay. I am, I'm at bated breath right now. All right, what all right. going to talk about. So there is now a third podcast in the This Life family. <laughs> this insert title or insert word family. It is called This Board Game Life. It's www.thisboardgamelife.com. Uh, we've got a couple of shows recorded. I, I believe uh, we, we're at nine right now. A tenth was recorded. So we kind of held off. There's two of us, uh, myself and then uh, a buddy of mine from here in Chicago area. Actually, Wings has known him for a while, although you haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, myself and Jeff have been recording shows. Uh, it's going to be predominantly about board gaming and kind of like, you know, kind of like this show where it's going to be board gaming and, you know, whatever else we talk about, whether it's appliances and, you know, <sighs> pets or whatever <laughs> at Brun, at Brun's blog. Yeah. So, you know, definitely check it out. Uh, we're going to be covering just stuff that happens day to day in the board gaming world. So, that's that. Check it out. 
Well, I'll have to check it out. That sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like board games. They're good. Absolutely. And I'll say this, that um, Rob actually does talk on the other show. So don't, don't for those I, of you hey, thinking, I, wow, I it must, a it's a one-man podcast. It's not. Rob yeah. actually does get involved and talks quite a bit on the other podcast. Yeah. And, <laughs> like over here, I tend to just give my like little witty, smart-alecky <laughs> comments here and there. <laughs> over there, I'm a little more chatty. Although sometimes it's hard to get a word in edgewise with Jeff because he's so passionate. Oh, you can tell he is. About, he's so passionate about the hobby. He he definitely is, and he definitely knows what he's talking about. It's um, I was really impressed with hearing your guys' show, and just you know, I, I was kind of surprised how much you were into it. I mean, I knew you've been playing and stuff, but I've always known you as a video game guy, and you know, I know uh, past couple of years you've kind of sidestepped that it seems with family and all that other stuff but i didn't realize you kind of dove into the board game world so much and then jeff's just like gee i think he's lived and breathed it his whole life (laughs) he knows what he's talking about so and i mean he was a big time video gamer too it's really interesting how there's a lot of people that are you know uh, i don't say they're getting bored with video games but they're kind of looking for a little bit more to supplement their gaming addiction. Right. So, like, Jeff, he was huge into EverQuest and, uh, I believe, World of Warcraft. You know, a lot of the MMOs, you know, he had an Xbox, a lot of PC gaming and all that good stuff. And I think it was, like, 2007 or eight. he got into it full steam, which is kind of like when I started dabbling with it again, too, because I was into board games a long time ago. And, uh, you know, took a little bit of a hiatus. And actually, right around the time when we started uh, TXL, that's kind of like when I picked up a few titles, kind of dabbled into it, and then just set everything aside for a while. And then about two years ago, I got into it heavy again. It's cool. I mean, it's the the thing that I really enjoy about board gaming. I don't want to say over video gaming, but one thing that's different is that there's no you just TV. Get, well, I don't care about the TV. <laughs> TVs are awesome. I love them. It just—it's a different kind of interaction because I mean, when you play on T, you know, on uh, Xbox Live or, or whatnot, I mean, you still get to talk to people, but it, it's really cool to be able to like move something with your hand. You know, you got the tactile feeling, and you got people around you, and I mean, it's right—it's just like a little bit of a different experience, you know, and. It's it's different too when you play with your family versus with like I don't say a gaming group, but you know the the family experience is, is nice, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you need that bloodthirsty action going on. <laughs> yeah, and like you know when we play at home, it usually winds up being with our uh, soon to be four year old son, mm-hmm. and man. There's nothing that can make a game go sour like a upset four year old, <laughs> <laughs> or in in your case, uh, weighing like a what seven six seven or almost seven. It, yeah, she'll yeah. Be, she did not take that very well at all. We were playing a game that was recommended by this board game life, and um, 
she didn't like the fact that um, it's a cooperative family game, and she had to give over one of her treasure cards to one of her brothers because they had more, and they were wanting to pick the treasure up, and she wanted to do it herself and doesn't yeah. get the concept, so she threw the cards across the table. Oh, my. <laughs> God, really? And I'm just like, my wife's like, you're done. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we're not, you know, we don't we don't allow that kind of, you're not going to play. That's bad sportsmanship. We're trying to teach them good sportsmanship, you know, how to how to be gracious winners and losers. And, you and know. That's tough. That's it really is, tough. But they, they still enjoy it, and they love, they love us being playing with them you yeah. know it, it is and it's a lot of fun to do it so you know i'm trying to spend a little bit more time uh doing that with the kids because it, it is it's fun it's you know it's a different kind of experience because with my son you know again he's, he's gonna be four soon so i mean he's pretty young he's hasn't quite learned a lot of the um well, you can put it as like the whole sharing and taking turns. <laughs> he's, he's not quite there. He's getting, he's getting there, but he's not quite there. And like, man, these last couple of days, he's had such a hard time with not winning. I mean, Oh man, tantrum city. <laughs> I guess, you know, I shouldn't have jumped up and screamed at him in your face. <laughs> 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 I won. No, <laughs> I didn't do that. Took you down, but... <laughs> sucker. <laughs> you suck. Did you, did you guys ever see that one commercial? I forget. Well, maybe it was Comcast or something. But the dad and the daughter playing ping pong in the garage. I have seen that. Yeah. That's pretty hysterical. I don't yeah, I've seen that one. It's like the dad and the daughter are, are playing ping pong, and the dad just like, what was he like? stuffs it or something and he's just sitting there yeah yeah screaming (laughs) she's looking at him like what's going on (laughs) anyway Uh, well congratulations on your podcast and stuff there's a lot of board games out there and i think you were mentioning earlier before we even started that um it's kind of hard to find not every board game is a good board game for a person everybody uh, depending upon what kind of things you like to play and what's going on, so uh, it'd be good to hear some people talk about that and figure out. Because as I like them, they're not necessarily good for all my family and what we get going right. on. So, and you know, and one thing that's awesome about our show is that I, I think Jeff and I both have the um, they, they sometimes call it like the like latest hotness bug <laughs> so whatever like the hot game is lately we usually get it uh and you know you can hear like a a quick synopsis by me kind of like yeah it's pretty cool i enjoyed it blah blah, blah. and then you hear about a, a 20 minute dissection by jeff yeah. <laughs> he's very thorough he thinks everything through <laughs> which is awesome yeah i envy it so yeah i mean definitely uh you know Check out the site, uh, give us subscription up the RSS, you know, listen to a couple of shows and, you know, send us some comments. Let, let us know what you think. And if you got questions, definitely send them in. And I think wing, uh, you know, I think you should, uh, send in a message or, or whatnot and let everybody know your experiences. <laughs> maybe we can give you a, maybe we can give you a better <laughs> Or a different. Uh, 
you just want to make fun of me. Nice. I know. Oh, absolutely not. We're we would be like, this that. guy's a loser. He's so are... stupid. No, I mean, we would do that before the show. But <laughs> once, you know, once the recorders are on, it's nothing but professionalism. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I might. I probably will. I want to play this other game that you guys recommended. Then I'll call in and, and tell you. Uh, I'll probably tell you my experience with both of them and then tell you that I branched out and played another one. Yeah. So Actually, what, you got Colorado? Yep. And Forbidden Island. Yeah. Okay. Actually, <laughs> actually, if you're up for it, we can play a game of Colorado after the show. I can school you. Okay. But we'll see. All right. Well, let's let's um, let's let's get <laughs> ourselves back on track again for the second time tonight. Yes. Um, congratulations. Well, I mean, That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I think it's really cool, and it's a good show. Uh, I've listened yeah, I'm to excited it. for the show. It's it's going really good. So. Got a lot of subscribers. We're very pleased. Um, one question though, and I don't know if you guys have worked this out yet. Is there a place for the community to go and like a forum or anything like that? Are you guys going to do that? There is what we're doing right now because we discussed a little bit on if we're going to have a you know a forum or not and. Uh, you know, or if you would be able to, like, you know, to join up with the TXL forum because, you know, Achievement Hounds are, are doing it. Right now, all we're really doing is the the main site for board gaming pretty much in the world is a site called Board Game Geek. And we've created a guild over there where people can join up. And we kind of have, like, a mini message board over there. You know, it's, it's nothing super fancy, but... Uh, you know, it, it's pretty good for now. And then once the show gets some momentum, you know, then we know we'll see what happens. Okay. Cool. Excellent. So what's what's next? Oh, I guess we'll we'll, we'll turn it back over to Colin. Well, actually, you didn't talk about your games, did you? Yeah, I did. You covered them all. Yep. <laughs> all right. Now I don't I don't know if Colin if because um, of course you don't you didn't see you don't get to see the script um, that we have uh, you're winging it tonight but um, did you have I know you talked a lot about Witcher two did you want to go in and do any kind more discussion about it or like a, a review of it or did you already pretty much kind of cover what you wanted to well I uh, I guess I did talk of, uh, a decent amount about it. I guess a couple of things I would add to that is that it's uh, for anybody who's looking at or they have kids. It is an adult RPG. Um, as um, I didn't get into that, there's nudity. Um, uh, there's, there's, yeah, actually, there is quite a bit of that. I don't know if you know anything about the first game. The first game, you actually, I never played it, but I read some things about um, some of the, uh, what do you call it, uh, you know, that people had problems with kind of things or the, the trouble with work. But you slept with women. And you got cards. They're like you collected these cards and naked girls and stuff like that for every girl that you slept with. So it's not quite like that in the second one. There's definitely there is um, full nudity of, of women in there. Um, and so you have to you want to watch out for uh, if you have uh, kids or something like that. I played it after everybody's gone to bed and for the most part and I'm on my own. Um, it's uh, it. I don't want to say that it, to me it, it's tasteful. It's not like um, I don't know if you ever played the Saboteur. Uh, I I played that and I enjoyed that game. 
But um, for for no reason whatsoever, I could figure out there was a burlesque show underneath your hideout that you could go down there and um, check out the naked women. That um, was, but that was just DLC, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know if it was. It was I, I don't remember. I don't remember that in mind. I remember there was an area where you were in the in the little room or that that burlesque parlor or whatever, but there yeah. was like a door that was only to get in. It was a DLC pack. Oh. Which makes it even stranger. Because <laughs> here you made DLC just to have naked women in your game. <laughs> because I, I don't know if I, maybe I got it as the DLC when I bought the game or whatnot. I don't think I would have paid an extra 10 bucks. <laughs> At least I hope not. I don't see that. I think so myself. I don't feel like really cheekish. Um, but, I don't feel like the the nudity or what was in there. You know, it, it is sexual. There is and it, it's open. Um, he has a relationship with a, a mage girl, and it kind of flows with the story. And um, and if you read some like as I'm reading the book now too, I'm understanding more of the relationship too. It, it makes sense the stuff that goes on. Um, you can go to um, there are brothels, and you can pick up girls there at the brothels and stuff like that. So I'm not as a, as a father, I would not. That's a little weird to me, and that's not something that I I I, I need in a video game. I, I wouldn't. I'm not overly thrilled by that, but you know, if it fits with the story, if it's a woman, you know, like some of the Mass Effect stuff that they have there, that's very very, that's very very toned down compared to what's in The Witcher Two. Um, then uh, I, I enjoy the story. I really did. Uh, there's a lot going on there, like I said, and um, if you want something that's there's the politics, uh, very big into the politics. The kings that are in charge, and there's a, uh, a king who was killed, and there's assassins, and um, your main character has been. Um, they think that he did it, and you know he's trying to, um, he's trying to get out of it. He's trying to show people that he wasn't the person who, who did it. And uh, at the same time, he, there's there's other underlying storylines that are going on too. And it's obviously you can kind of see from the ending that this isn't going to be the least, it doesn't look like it's going to be their only game. So I see additional Witcher games come out there if it's successful. Um, and it sounds like it's, it's done, done okay for itself. It's not like, it's not like Mass Effect three um, selling, but it's very, the story is engaging. The combat is hard, but once you figure it out, it's very satisfying because when you, when you figure out that clue, when you get, you, you're using this, the, the terrain to your benefit, it's not just you can't just wade into it, and I think that's one of the it's, it's a puzzle unto itself, uh, and that's one of the things that I really enjoyed about doing it, and um, I, I I enjoy getting into combat, and I one of the reasons I want to get into Dead Souls because I hear Dead Souls is very similar to that where you have to play uh, cautiously and take your time with it and um, use all your skills. You can't just rely on one thing. You've got to for the different situations you got to use set traps or take certain potions or whatnot and uh, so i like that there's a there's a, a depth there to that game that is um very intriguing and if, if you're into that thing it, it's, it's for a specific person you know if you like those kind of um those deep rpg like um stories and events that are going on there's quite a few um cut scenes but they're all and they're all done very very beautifully um the the, the graphics and the art um are incredible. It's funny. They even make fun of some games out there. They they're not games, but they made fun of the Lord of the Rings, which was uh, there's a, there's an instance where they're talking about 
oh, I guess you're going to have to go out on a quest. And, uh, and one of the characters says, well, before you know, you're going to have to get a, one, a ring or something like that. And the other guy responds, well, gosh, you're going to have me run on the side of a, a, a mount, uh, um, a volcano with my bare feet trying to destroy it or something like that. It's it's funny quips like that that you're like, oh, okay. Gosh, you're even making fun of uh, Gerald Tolkien. That's it takes some balls. Um, but the game itself is is it's a lot of fun. It's and and, and if you, but if you're not that type of person that likes um, the play at hard levels, um, just for the difficulty of it and the challenge of getting through that, uh, it may not necessarily be that for that that, that type of person. It, it's something that really requires some um, some thought and, and, and process to it. Um, and I like that kind of stuff. I like playing um, as hard as I can to see if I can if I can do it, what they got. And sometimes I can't, and I have to turn it down, and sometimes I can't. And I I enjoy that. So uh, if for somebody who – if anybody's got questions or they, they want to know more about it, I'd be more than happy to uh, talk to you on the forums, uh, provide any feedback about that or any of the other – I love RPGs in general, like Skyrim and – I really, gosh, if you compare this to Skyrim, it's so, it's not open-ended like Skyrim is. Because Skyrim, you can just go anywhere, climb any mountain, sing from the hills, you know, do, do uh, um, it's the sound of music if you want to. Um, uh, it's a little bit more, it's more focused in The Witcher 2 if you're looking for something. If you're looking for something like Skyrim, it's not quite like that. You have some open areas, but it's still, it's like Fable in a sense, because you have, um, if you're going to the woods, there's a wall eventually. You'll hit a wall in all the directions. So at some point, you'll say to yourself, I've seen everything I can see. And then you, you'll have to move on to the next area or something like that. You can always come back and battle more monsters and farm for gold or experience if you want to. Um, but unlike Skyrim, Skyrim, you could just go on forever um, before you hit anything. And then it still continues going in a different direction or upwards or downwards or um so it's it's definitely it's not like that, but it's a good it's a really good game, and I can see it doing very well at the end of the year. So I hope that's enough information. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I just I neither of us have played it, and I know um, <laughs> I don't think even Bronze not it doesn't doesn't play into a lot of the RPG stuff. So it's nice to have another point of view and talk about another. You know, another franchise, another style of game on the show. So, because the next one is certainly not an RPG, <laughs> but uh, uh, I wanted to go into some Sniper Elite V2. And um, if when I first saw the game, I thought it was like version two, as, as Rob <laughs> first said, but it actually has to do with the German V2 rockets. Yeah, that's that's what it has to do with. So, um, the whole storyline is based on. The, the German V2 rockets and and it's pretty cool little story I kind of I thought it was interesting uh, though, but um, I'll save that for for those that wish to to play it but um, kind of overall this was uh, I picked it up just out of boredom uh, on a whim I did play the demo uh, a while back and when it first came out and I was like I really kind of enjoyed it. It's it's neat, and I've always wanted to play a really good sniper game. And I know there's been a couple that have come out on the Xbox lately, but they've gotten such horrible reviews. Where you know they always talked about how you can't see the guys, but they'll kill you in one shot. You know, and it's just almost like the game just works against you, and it's not any kind of fun. So, 
when I was playing Sniper Elite, the the V2, the demo, I was like, this is pretty sweet. It's um, and what's nice about it too is that now I went through and played on easy, and there's no ballistics, there's no wind and bullet drop stuff like that. You just if you're pointing at it with your crosshairs, you're going to hit it. You know, it's it's very simple, but you still get the and of course you can take a lot of hits and the AI really has a hard time hitting you. Um, so it's pretty simple to get through and it's kind of fun because you get to kind of get use of the, the game and everything. And what I found is at the end of it, when I got done, I wanted to, I wanted to just start over and put it on the hardest level. Cause it's oh, like, wow. I enjoyed it so much that day and it is short it's like five hours and you're done. Um, and, but I, I'm glad I'm, I'm actually really glad. This is one of those games that I think a shorter campaign really does it well because it. a lot of people that I've talked to or I've seen uh, reviews on, they say, well, it's repetitive. It's the same thing over and over. Well, you're a sniper. <laughs> Duh. I mean, you know, it's kind of like it kind of goes with it, with it. What what shooter isn't the same thing over and over? You're shooting people. Um, but I think that the game looks pretty good. Um, it's... It's not. Some people say well, it's a budget title because it sells. You can pick it up for forty nine ninety nine, brand new. It sells for fifty bucks. It's not a sixty dollar title, but it's it's still it's still a good quality. It's done by um, Rebellion or yeah, Rebellion, and um, these guys did like Aliens versus Predator and stuff. Um, it's a good group. It's a great game. I absolutely love this game. I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. But it's nice that you can go through and. And, and play the game. And what I love about it is, there's there was times where I'm laying on the roof of a building and I'm looking and I'm looking through my scope and I'm looking around like, is there anybody else out there before I start to move down? Because I know I got to go down on the street out in the middle of everybody, you know, and plant this, you know, uh, um, not C4, but um, what do they call it in World War II? Satchels. Satchel charge. Thank yeah. you. A satchel charge out on this truck or something. So, and I'm looking around, and I remember that it's like you could barely, barely see this guy. You had to really be paying attention, but there was a guy up on the roof across the street, like down the block or two. And it was just like, and I'm looking, I'm like, is that a guy? And I'm kind of holding my crosshairs on there, and you just catch a slight movement. And I'm like, I think that's a dude there. So I'm firing and bam, and you get the slow bullet motion. So as soon as you see the slow-mo of your bullet flying through the air, you know you hit something. <laughs> and, and of course, that's so satisfying. You'll When you get like a really cool shot, you get a lot of slow-mo bullet uh, action that is in awesome, this game. Though. And when it hits the guy, like say you're going for a headshot, it almost does like an x-ray where you'll see the skeleton and you'll see the bullet impact their head and it'll you'll see the skull pieces fly off and the bullet travel through their body and I'm like it's it's absolutely it's twisted but it brings a smile to my face every it's single awesome. time. I know. And and I'm sitting here I was like I played this for 5 hours the other day, okay? That's sad in in and of itself. Then I sat down and played a game for five straight hours. But at the end of it, I was grinning so much. And I'm like, is there something wrong with me? Because I'm grinning over bullets ripping people apart and seeing it in slow motion. <laughs> but it is so cool. And the sound, you know, I think the the sound quality is like when your bullet fires, 
and, and you can hear the pinging of the other snipers, and, and, and it's got a really good sound quality to it. And when that bullet of yours goes through their flesh and you get that little, you know, that just squishy noise, man, it's just like I, I giggle. I'm like sitting in here giggling and just like, yeah, and smiling, and it is so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's not weird at all. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's not twisted. No, it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe I won't buy an AR. Maybe I'll get myself <laughs> a sniper rifle instead. <laughs> what period is it? Is it a certain? Is it a period piece like World War II or is it current day? Yeah. It is World War II. Okay. Um, it takes place right at the end of the world of World War II. But the thing is, and it's like, that was one of the things that initially I'm like, oh, I do not want a World War II game. Because I'm just so, you know, all the Call of Duties, Medal of Honors, um, what else was there? But there were so many World War II games that I just got so sick and tired of them all. And that really was, you know, to this day, it's like, I don't want to play a World War II game. I, I, it, that alone turns me off, and that was the biggest thing of when I, when I saw this. But I'm like, I really want to play a sniper game. That's the only reason I downloaded the demo. And the, the story is so good, and the game is so much fun to play. You won't even notice. I, I really don't think you'll even notice it, because you're, you're just sniping the whole time. You're not using. I mean, you get a Tommy gun, and you know. It, you know, for when you have to, you do have that available when you're out and sometimes you'll get into close quarters and you got a pistol, but you're going to use your sniper almost all the time. And you get to pick up different sniper rifles as you, as you go through the game. Um, and it's just so much fun that it was like, you don't even really, it's like, it's, that's all second nature. It's like, you're just so focused on sniping and hunting and, and trying to find a guy. And if you get spotted running for cover and trying to find a new hiding spot and getting out of, uh, cause they'll like, you'll see like a ghost image of yourself where you were spotted. So it's like you, they're, and they're going to go to that spot. So you want to try to get away from there and see if you can set up a new place to snipe. And, um, it, it just, it's, it's excellently done. And I'm looking forward to playing it on realistic and on the, on the super hard level to really, because then the wind bullet drop and all that stuff is actually going to, come into play and then it'll be a true sniper game so can you tell which way the wind is blowing by any way is there flags or something i i think there Maybe. is well you can see papers and stuff flying around in the air oh but, yeah That's but right. um and i don't know if there's anything on your scope that'll tell you or i don't know if the hud i haven't done it yet um but um i i think there's going to be some way to tell but I'm, I'm kind of hoping they rely on just stuff blowing around in the streets. I mean, everything's destroyed, so there's stuff always blowing around. But um, I can let you know next week because I'll definitely have tried the realistic mode. And, you uh, know, one thing I want to add, too, is I was originally using the scope, like you were saying, for everything. And th you can use binoculars. It's just for some reason you don't think of it. Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, I've done that too. If you if you're because your your binoculars of course will let you zoom in a lot better. Oh yeah. And what's cool is if you're if you're using binoculars, scan everywhere. You can get further out. You can you can see guys further away that you can't necessarily see in your scope. And then you can right hit your right trigger to tag them. So then the little if you've played Splinter Cell Conviction, you get the little red bar over their head, and then you can pull your sniper rifle out, and then you can aim for the red bar because you kind of know. And then you can, and you can, but you can, you can highlight everybody you can see. 
I mean, I've had, when I was playing co-op with Demo today, I must have had 20 guys highlighted when we were doing the uh, co-op mode. And he was just peg, pegging them out, man. But bam, bam. And I'm like, if you don't see a red dot, don't don't hit them. I'm just going to sit back and highlight them. And he's just like, you know, just going to town on them. Um, so, yeah, definitely use the binoculars. Um, it is a third-person game. Um, typically, I've always run into where third-person shooters are, are tough for me, like Gears of War, uh, Ghost Recon. Um, uh, I thought there was another one I was thinking of, but I typically don't play those for multiplayer because I usually have a hard time with the camera, and it's just there's something about it. You know, I'm better at a first-person shooter for a multiplayer game, but... This game, I don't know, it, 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 they did a really good job. I thought that, and most of the time you're down looking through the scope, so it's more first person anyways. Um, but I did not have any problems with the movement, and, and and the game was just, I think the game's done very well. Um, so don't let it being a third person or a World War II game hinder you. Um, definitely try it out if you're looking for a good sniper game. Now, Mark, real quick, another question for you. Were you going around and just clearing the levels, or were you sneaking around? Oh, I, I was tearing everybody out. I was trying to kill everybody I could find. Yeah, because that's, that's what I find myself doing, and I was kind of thinking about it. You know, like, you know, should Because you can use a rock to kind of distract the, the soldiers, so you kind of, you know, chuck it off in a direction. They go chasing after it. Right. So technically, you can kind of sneak around everywhere versus alerting everybody yeah and there's an achievement for getting through a level without being detected mm-hmm. so i of course haven't had that done that one yet but yeah because <laughs> i, I and, I'll, I'll start out like sneaking around and then it's just like nah just bam bam bam, bam i just want to start shooting people man because <laughs> yeah, you, you have a pistol with a silencer and then a machine gun and then the sniper rifle right and you know, I know I would be trying to sneak around somewhere, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody surprises me, so I take him out with the machine gun, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody comes running. Well, another cool part of the game is, like, on certain levels, it's raining and storming out. So yeah. if if you wait, you'll see an emblem come up in the top right corner, like when thunder cracks. There's a few seconds where you can shoot someone with your sniper rifle, which is not silenced, and and it will not alert anybody because the sound is masked by, you know, exterior. And then, like, there's one where you get into, um, like, a mine or a a V2 rocket factory, and there's a lot of machinery going off. So every once in a while, you'll hear those, you know, those noise, and that meter comes up, and you can actually take somebody out and not alert other people. So that's pretty cool, cool. too. It's just a nice another... uh, nice feature or gameplay feature to it yeah so um like i said campaign's about five hours um and i'll tell you what for the people who are achievement hounds i think this is going to be easy to get the only one that looks like it might be hard to get is you got to play the whole game on on the hardest difficulty um so that might be a challenge but the game is not long and i have not played it on the hardest yet but also, there is co-op campaign. So you could team up with a buddy and probably just go through uh, the co-op campaign on the hardest level together to knock that out. All the other achievements. I had like 22 achievements in the first hour and a half. And I wasn't even going after achievements. So they come fast and furious. So those that want to, I think, 
for achieving people, you might want to check this one out. Not only are you going to get a great game, you're probably going to get one that's probably pretty easy to to thousand out. According to I was I did look it up later, and you can get all a thousand in the first run, but you're going to need to um, use a guide because there are some bottles. There's like 37 bottles, wine bottles or something that you need to find throughout the game. And I don't know how you're going to find them if you don't use an online guide. I went through this game. I found one. That's pretty sad. That's some hard to find liquor. It is, dude. And so I, I actually went back through and I was looking for some of them and I was doing the online guide. And I, it came across, I mean, there's some, like, dude, I'd never find them. But there was one that was just, when I when I looked at it on my screen, and I'm like, okay, the guy, it says it's there. The guy's shooting at it. And I watched the, the screen and he shot it and the bottle exploded. I just shot in the general area of what, you know, and there and there was. I couldn't really see it. It wasn't obvious. I'm like, that's crazy because they're hidden. I mean, that's the point. They are hidden. So, um, and then there's like 100 bars of gold throughout the game that you got to pick up. So you're going to want to use walkthroughs for that. But again, I think you probably easily get a thousand on those very easily. I don't think it's going to be a hard game. Um, I know demos only. He's down to four achievements left. I've only got like ten left to get. Um, and I, I think I'm going to go after it because I really want to play the game on the hardest level. I think this will be one I thousand out. So, um, so for achievement people, I, you might want to check this game out. Um, there's multiplayer. So you got your single player campaign. You can play the campaign in co-op. Then there's also some co-op missions called Overwatch. This is really cool. Um, what it is is you get you and another buddy go in. One of you is the sniper, and then one of you is what they call the observer. And the sniper is stays back. They're kind of trapped where they're at. They only have a certain area they go. They can't actually get down and do anything. And the observer has to go and like gather intel or place bombs or whatnot. They got to go do all the stuff out in in, in the, on the map. Sniper has to cover him. <laughs> so now the guy on uh, the observer does have a gun too, but there's a lot of guys. He cannot, he's not going to be able to take him out by himself. So it was pretty cool. Cause like, you know, he would be like demo. And I played these today, uh, Democulus, I keep calling him demo. Uh, he was, he would, we started out where he was the observer and I was a sniper and he's running out and he's, he's trying to sit back, use the binoculars, look at everything, highlight dudes. And I'm just, picking them off and uh so he would run around and do the objectives and i'm and i'm sitting there like dude's coming out on your left dude's coming out on your right you know and i'm directing him because i can see him so i'm trying to tell him where they're at and it was so much fun even he was like this is awesome this is such a great game this is the way co-op should be because you got to rely on your buddy um then they also have uh, um they have a, a mission called bombing run and what it is, it's you both, you and your buddy go in, there's objectives. So you've got to pick, like, one map is, like, you you got to fix this car to get out of the area. You're behind enemy lines. So there's, you got five different car parts you got to go gather. So you got to go get them. Of course, there's enemies over by where all the pieces are. So you got to, you know, either go in guns a-blazing or, <laughs> or try to get in there quietly and mask your noise with, with exterior sounds and or environmental sounds. And get all these parts, and then and, and the thing is, like, on the park car one, when you got three of the parts, then a timer kicked on. You had like five minutes before the bo a bombing run is coming in. You got to get those last two parts 
in less than five minutes and get back to get out of off the map before the bombing run kills you and um of course you're still fighting all the other dudes and now you got a timer ticking and then some maps had like seven pieces to put an airplane together to fly out one was jumping a tank so it was cool i mean it was like you know not only you're you're doing a co-op you're trying to go do you go together you're trying to decide do you go together and and try to have because when you're trying to grab the car part you're like it takes time for you to get it and you're vulnerable so it's like, okay, does my buddy go with me to guard me while I'm getting these? Or do we go in different directions and try to do it on our own? You know, so it's there's that kind of uh, thought process and, and trying to figure out how you're going to get through it. Uh, a lot of fun. And then lastly, well, not lastly, but the last multiplayer uh, co-op piece is one called uh, Kill Tally. Essentially, it's like Horde mode, um, but it's only 10 waves. And it's just the two of you, and enemies will come out. And it's, um, we did it on the easy cadet mode, and we got through all ten waves. It wasn't too hard. Um, but they they will after at certain waves they'll have tanks come out and, and armored vehicles come out, and so you got to try to blow them up. And you can blow them up. You, you can get a tank like on the tank on the very back is where their gas tank sits, but you have to shoot the gas cap on the top of it. <laughs> so like demo tonight was like wing i got a tank over here and i can't get the angle on it so i'm trying to i'm trying to flank the tank and find a way to get to it and now like on one level we had two tanks so one of them i went up this building and i could easily look right down at it i blew it up for a shot then he's like the other one's down this this street so there and there was no way to get above the tank like on the first street where you could go upstairs so he's on one side trying you know kind of keeping the tank occupied and the tank sees him and he's firing shells at him and the machine gunner shooting him. So I'm on the other side of the street kind of peeking around the building and I could, I mean, I could just barely see that cap and I'm trying to nail it. And when I did, I mean, it was like, you know, just like you could just see the bullet just grazed right over the top of it. So I just nicked the top of the cap and it, and it did cause the explosion in the fuel tank, but it was just like so intense and it was so much fun. <laughs> It was awesome. So there's there's a lot to this game. There's a lot for the $50. There's a lot to it. And then there's also, in the single player, there's a challenge mode. And essentially what it is is it's the kill tally, the horde mode, but you're by yourself. So <laughs> that's, that's like the challenge mode of the game. So there's a lot of replay here. Um, this is, and I do hope they come out with DLC. Um, I do know they had a, a free DLC that came with the game if you pre-ordered, so I missed out on that. But it was like a, an assassinate Hitler mission, and oh, cool. uh, so I'm hoping that they put that out for for later, you know, download. Um, I would like to see that. I'll pick that up. But you know, the game may go in the bargain bin soon. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I've heard some people say, "Well, I'll wait. It's going to hit the bargain bin soon." I don't know. I think it's a great for the. I mean, I gave it a score four and a half out of five. I mean, I love it. I really think it's a great game. I've had so oh, much absolutely. fun with it. Um, it, it's a, it. It is a, quote, budget title, if you will. It, but it's really, it, to me, it's budget and price. Um, so I, I don't know. It is it is what it is. I know, uh, I know some people said, well, Max Payne's coming out. And that's true. And I think that's why it's been discounted, because they've got Max Payne, Graw, Future Soldier coming out all within like two weeks. Um, so 
it, it came out of that. It's a World War II sniper game. So <laughs> that on top of it. But it, I would say I just want to tell people, don't don't overlook this one. It's fun. It is absolutely fun. And I know several people that have picked it up and, and the, all the people I've talked to that have played it really like this game. So that's my recommendation. I highly can recommend this game. Um, I think it's worth it. I think you'll really enjoy it. So, but uh, I think that's about it. I think I should shut up now. <laughs> that sounds good. I'll have to check it out. Makes uh, me want to buy it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's it's great. When I when I find when I come across a game, man, that I just think is just. I mean, I just can't stop playing it. I just thinking about it all the time and having so much fun with it. And it was not a. You know, like a Future Soldier or a Halo or a Call of Duty or a Battlefield. You know, those are the games you expect. You know, you're gonna live them, right? But when like it was like a Syndicate and a Sniper Elite, these were games that I'm like, yeah, I enjoy. And both of them, both those games, I enjoyed the demos. I was like, wow, this is. I had no intention of picking either of those two titles up. And so far this year, those are my two favorite games I have gotten this year. Wow. So. I mean, it's yeah. I it's just you know, and I like Mass Effect Three, um, but it's like Mass Effect Three. It's like I knew what I was getting. You know, it it was nothing new. That's where these two just boom out of nowhere. I have no idea what they are. They're awesome. You know, so that's why I say they're the sleeper hits because these are things you don't, you know, no one really expects much out of them. So. Yeah, so a little plug for Syndicate too. I'm still playing that. Don't don't. That is an amazing game. I love it so much. And it looks like the bugs that were initially there with the parties playing uh, co-op in the party mode. It looks like it's been fixed. It must have been a server side issue um, because I've not had that problem in a very long time. So we're we're playing through flawlessly with no freezes and lockups. So at least that's been my experience as of late. So so that's good news. But all right. Um, I want to let uh, Colin. You got some DLC news about uh, Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, well, um, we've had some uh, some good games, and people have been waiting for the DLCs to come out for certain items. I don't think I've seen anything for Batman Arkham City yet. And um, coming out May 29th, we have the uh, Harley's Quinn's Revenge in Batman Arkham City. Uh, if you haven't completed Batman Arkham City yet, you need to complete Batman Arkham City. Um, you have, haven't you, Wing? You yes, I have. It. And um, you were working on it too, weren't you, Rob? Yes. Have you completed it or no? No, I haven't. Uh, so out of uh, a single word, um, Wingman, did you like the ending or not like the ending? Um, I'm trying to remember. You don't remember? <laughs> and that was it. Was a pretty fantastic to me. It was a pretty fantastic ending. It's had some controversy um, over the ending, um, and uh, you need to finish it, Rob, because it's uh, you need to see what happened. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, but to keep it going, it looks like it's a it's story um, uh, information about uh, Harley Quinn, and it sounds like it could be pretty darn good. So I'm looking forward to that coming back. And then also, as we were talking before about Skyrim, Skyrim's got Dawn Guard coming out, a DLC coming out this summer, and there's going to be more information at E3, but I have been so waiting for some more of this. 
Um, Skyrim was so good. I've got, I think there's one achievement left I need for Skyrim and been all over that thing up and down left and right and that then you know they just did the dlc too um that not dlc but the um the shouts uh that you can now do through connect uh there's something like 200 different voice commands uh you can do the dragon calls um out loud and they'll they'll do them this particular spell and stuff i haven't tried it yet but i'm, I'm i'll probably i'm looking forward to popping that back in when that dlc i'm hoping it, i'm hoping it's good and juicy and big and thick like a big bird because I cannot wait for some more Skyrim. <laughs> I think anything coming from that franchise will be probably pretty in-depth with a lot of yeah. game time. Well, they've talked before about that they have. I, I haven't played. I didn't play the ones before this. So they said there, there was smaller ones that came out before, or they weren't sure. There'd be like one big one or a couple big ones or something. So I'm curious to see what they do with it. And I think there's going to be an MMO. But I think I was reading that the other day that they they are working on a um, an Elder Scrolls MMO um, that will cover all of the, the world that you can participate in. And I think that's in its early stages or will be coming out. I'm not sure exactly. So for those Elder Scroll fans, and that's not really Xbox 360, but um, we'll keep an eye out for that. There's there there will be an MMO. I think. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I think they said it was coming out in 2013, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, we might might lose some uh, Xbox people over to the PC to go play that MMO. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they'll be able to get a new Xbox. Yeah. Or maybe the new Xbox will allow for MMO play. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so, got to keep everybody on the platform, you know. I don't know. That keeps me from a certain addiction. I haven't. I've never gotten into any MMO, uh, and the fact that Xbox doesn't usually doesn't do that, you know, I feel like they're protecting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if they can make money off of it, you know, they're gonna they're they're working on a way to figure that one out. Other ways to monetize the Xbox. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna. In fact, we're going to talk more about monetizing the Xbox here in a little bit. <laughs> so, as I'm curious to hear what you guys think about. Their plans. I were doing this, so see if it's good or bad. But um, cool. Yeah. All right. So, hey, Rob. Yeah. You ever played Minecraft? For about five minutes. How about you, Colin? I I, I think I did it for maybe three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is this? I awesome. just couldn't get into it. Well, you guys did farther than I did because I think I watched a video on it and go went, huh? <laughs> no way. <laughs> See, I didn't no even have to delete it. Me. I just streamed a video and said, uh, no thanks. But a lot of people really seem to like Minecraft for some reason. Um, yeah. And now, as of this coming week, uh, this coming, what, Wednesday, Minecraft, uh, the Xbox 360 edition, is coming out for 1,600 Microsoft points. Twenty dollars. That translates. So I, I yeah. hope it's a good game for twenty bucks. Uh, it's definitely one of the priciest um, XBLA games to come out of recent. So I was kind of surprised at the twenty dollar price tag too for that. But I'd be curious to see how well it does. You know, since you know there's all the other versions out. You know, would people really? play it on the xbox yeah i don't 
do you guys think that they'll... I mean, people that like this are... I mean, I think people that are into this are probably already playing it, and would they... Would, they'd almost have to start over. And I don't think they'd want to do that and pay $20 to play the same game and start completely over and then have to use a controller instead of their keyboard. I, I, and I don't know if any new people would really want to jump on if if this is only if this world only exists in the 360 world. So my understanding of Minecraft is this is almost like an MMO, right? So if you build something, aren't other people and can't you run across what other people build? I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I thought it was very, you know, you create, you could show people what you build what you did but i thought it was very much like a, a very singular experience but maybe it's not maybe there is there's an opportunity for that but you know, maybe maybe this is where you know some of our listeners that are really into it you know can chime in and kind of tell us what it's all about since we kind of don't get it <laughs> yeah we don't get it well i think microsoft is trying to get a piece of it because uh the whole 20 dollars price tag i think is their their they know it's been popular that it's really been out there and they have uh, they have a fake version of it right on there already that's done pretty well for itself um, and the fact that they're getting it on there they're just trying to see if people want to expand out their ability to work with it and whatnot and that $20 price tag's just cashing in on that I'm, I'm curious to see how it all plays out so yeah. this coming week it's finally going to be here so we'll probably report next week what we hear because I'm sure there'll be some good I'm sure there'll be a lot of news about it um, maybe not but I'd be, if, if not then that means it was probably a flop but I, I think we'll probably hear quite a bit about it uh, from some of the media outlets so if you're interested in Minecraft uh, get that 1600 Microsoft point card ready it comes out this week and tell us what's up with it yeah, yeah, call us and leave us a voicemail. Yeah, do you like it? So, um, we'll go two really quick things here, and then I want to jump into the uh, the whole, uh, like, our subsidized podcast thing. We'll get into that story. But real quick, um, if you're a, a Pinball FX2 fan or you're a Marvel Avengers fan, uh, Zen Studios has announced Marvel's The Avengers, a pinball table based on the recently released movie from Marvel Studio. Marvel's The Avengers will release as part of Marvel Pinball Avenger Chronicles a brand new four-table pack for Pinball FX2. Um, coming to Xbox Live. I don't have a date, time, but or a price, but I'm sure it'll be coming out soon. Um, and it'll probably be about $250 a table. That's what they seem to run in the past. But um, I, my only thing is I wish the Zen would get away from all the Marvel superhero tables that kind of like when they do their regular stuff and other stuff but i guess they're pretty popular um and then lastly have you guys checked out we finally got a video game app on xbox 360 have you guys Sweet. seen it no have colin have you seen it no i don't think so uh the ign app you know, actually, I have seen that flipping around, but I never checked it out. Um, I've actually turned it on almost every day. I actually need to, um, because they have the daily fix, so you can watch the daily fix and 
You can watch Rewind Theater and and all their all their stuff, all their video reviews uh, are now on there. Um, it's cool, so you can watch. In fact, I, they had um, IGN was the only ones to release the Expendables two trailer. I guess it was exclusively released through IGN.com first, and I watched it right on the Xbox 360 app. So I'm like, this is cool. So I can get to watch full screen trailers instead of going to the computer. I can go right to the IGN app every day on my Xbox, and I really like it. Um, it does seem that they're, they need to tweak it and fix it. Like, right on the main page, you know, like on your dashboard, when your dashboard comes up, you got the two little boxes on the left. Like, you like whatever game's in your disc, and then beneath that's quick play. And then right to it is a bigger one, and it'll scroll like four or five items. You know, like advertisements or news mm-hmm. items or whatever. Now, if you if you cursor over to that box and you highlight it, if you use your right stick, you can bounce back and forth between which what item you're reading about, or you know, and then click on it. And and that does not work in the IGN app for some reason. Oh. Um, so I, I I would assume they'll they'll update that and fix that. Um, this is the the 1.0, if you will. And then I have noticed. Um, when I go to, like, Rewind Theater, you'll get, like, an episode. And if you go to, like, it shows, like, one. And then if you go into, like, episodes, because it does, like, Featured, which is, like, the current one. And then there's, like, other episodes. And if you go in there, I just get, like, the little spinning circles, and that's it. Nothing ever comes up. So I don't know if they got issues on their back end uh, tying into their database to get all their stuff or what. I would hope that that gets resolved soon. But, like, Daily Fix, I've been able to watch the Daily Fix every day. Um, any kind of live events, you're going to be able to watch through this IGN app that IGN has live events. Um, so check it out. It's, it's free. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I like it. I thought it was a really neat. It's about time we got a gaming app. <laughs> so, um, all right. All right. So here we go. We're talking about our subsidizing our, our podcast and, uh, we're we're gonna probably do this. To, you know, I figure if it's good enough for Microsoft to subsidize the Xbox, we might as well do it with our podcast, right? Maybe make yeah. some money. <laughs> but um, people listen every time. Yeah, <laughs> they have to keep coming back. So, Microsoft. It looks like we've okay. Now we've talked about. We've heard all the stories about. You know what's going to be at the next E3? Is 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 the next Xbox coming? Is the ne- and now Microsoft said no. We're not going to talk about the next Xbox. Now, what it sounds like we might hear at E3 um, is a $99 Xbox 360 bundle, which would be a 4-gig console with a Kinect sensor, and it would come with a monthly subscription fee so of $15. Now, this would also include Xbox Live Gold, so you don't, you know, you're, you're $15 a month. So it's almost like I guess you're getting this, and I guess your $15 a month is Xbox Live Gold or whatever. But you, it's a, and it's a two-year commitment. The subscription fee is for two years. So you essentially, after two years, would pay $459, okay, for this Xbox and Xbox Live Gold. So by comparison, the current... 4 gig connect bundle is 299 after 2 years of Xbox Live which is $120 you you're you're looking at uh, a difference of like 30 bucks right or no I guess it's $40 so you'd pay $40 more to get uh, over the 2 years 
if you know if you bought it uh, by the bought this ninety nine dollar version. And of course, if you cancel before two years is up, you pay an, uh, a termination fee, which is probably going to be pretty expensive. So Microsoft's going to get their money. But what do you guys think about this this idea of subsidizing the Xbox 360. I can say from my own standpoint that I really, I think it's a nice, I think it's a good idea. I think it could revolutionize um, how the gaming, gaming is set up because what's the biggest factor in people getting into a gaming console? And usually it's the cost. Um, if they do this and subsidize with the current Xboxes, and maybe, you know, they're seeing a decline uh, Xbox is still one of the, the highest uh, sellers, but maybe that's not exactly where they are. This could give them a huge boost for those families, um, those those groups of people that uh, haven't been able to shell out the $400, $300 um, that gets them to connect, gets them on the Xbox Live. Um, it gives them that opportunity to, you know, uh, get Netflix or uh, pay for the, I mean, yeah, you get paid a little extra to get some of those other things too, like Netflix or whatnot, but it gives them that access to be able to do that. And yeah, they're going to be paying a little bit extra, but for that's, you know, being able to say, instead of spending the extra money up front, I could do this over two years for $15 a month. I think it could be a big thing for people. It's something I, I, I've been kind of tossed around trying to maybe purchase a new Xbox one for our upstairs because we only have one right now. And when they announced this, I was like, hey, I'm going to hold on for a second and, and see what's, what this is going to be all about. I think it could be a big thing. Um, for the gaming industry, I mean, what's uh, you got? Whether you got a phone that's playing games and that you're paying your phone bill and stuff, your Windows Seven phone, or uh, even you know, you, heck, you buy a house, you're paying extra money because you you uh, you bought a house and you got a loan and you have to pay extra money because you have that loan. Um, it, it's kind of taking the whole same idea of the plan uh, to a gaming console that's supposed to do everything for you, um, or most everything for you now, not just play your video games. I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's I think it's really neat. I'm really interested to see how Microsoft does with it, and if it really does turn out to be um, revolutionary way of doing it. I mean, I know CNN and Forbes. I read said some uh, they seem they're they're really kind of excited about it, and think it could be a new way of doing it. And in one of those, they said that they had Microsoft had stated that they're going to support the 360 till 2016. Wow. So you get that now. I mean, you got, I mean, there's still, um, you got, there's quite a few years out there uh, for use with the Xbox 360, even when the new console comes out. What do you, what do you think mm. of this, this move, Rob? Well, it, it's definitely an interesting way for them to proceed. I never really would have thought that they would have done something like this. But in retrospect, it's kind of, I don't want to say genius, but it's kind of a smart thing for them to do because, you know, like it was said, one of the biggest hurdles for some people to get into it is the cost. You know, 300 bucks plus whatever accessories is a lot harder, and plus live. So you figure 300 plus, you know, 60 plus whatever accessories plus tax. I mean, you're pushing $400 easy just to get up and running. If somebody has to, and yeah, that does include Connect, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So for $100, there, I mean, that is significantly cheaper. And that includes live, right? Yep. So, I mean, technically, 
you have almost one quarter of the startup costs to get up and running. Plus, what they're doing then is they're guaranteeing two years of revenue because you're basically yeah. locked. Whereas when you go into you know, a $300 unit, you have to buy the live service, which you may or may not do right away. Or you might be like me where you, know, you, you let it run out and then you wait six months before you renew it again. I mean, this is a way for them to get in the door and they're going to get more of your money for a longer period. And, I mean, as far as business sense goes, I think it's pretty clever. And I bet a lot of people are really going to go for it. I think it's... I don't know if it'll help a lot with 360 sales. I mean, maybe it will. I think that by now, things has been out so long that, I don't know, maybe people aren't going to jump on it. But you, like, I think like Colin brought up a good point. People who want more than want a second one or you know or or third one in their home or whatever maybe this is yeah i can just buy this you know uh then you're locked into the live account though yeah i don't i mean myself i don't i don't like it for right now okay i i'm like i wouldn't if i'm gonna buy another one i would go out and just buy the whole thing right Uh, because first of all i don't want the four gig version i want the 250 gig hard drive or whatever I want the I want the space, you know. I don't want to be limited. Not you know, find out. Oh well, you can't do this or you can't do that or it doesn't run very well or. Yeah, I just don't want to be have the cheapest one on the block. Just have it subsidized. Um, now, if this was a top end, of, you know, top of the line one, then you know maybe I would you know okay, give me a hard drive on it. Now I think it might be worth it. But, um, but what yeah, I but do. Yeah. I was going to just counter there. You got the cloud now. You also got your your your, your, your disk storage. I mean, not your disk storage, but the, the memory stick storage. You can do with it. You don't necessarily need to have a hard a big hard drive on there. Well, that's yeah. a good that's a good point. I Absolutely. forgot about the cloud. <laughs> that I think they've been building good. up to this. I really do think that they they've been adding these little things here. They go and stuff like that, so they can continue. They're trying to extend that lifetime of the Xbox. And you know, when next Christmas come up, the kids that haven't been able to get it. Um, that have been out there, you know, oh, you know, I just, you know, mom and dad haven't been able to afford to get an Xbox, just put the chunk of change down for that. hundred bucks is a lot easier to, to spend for a Christmas present. You and know, I, I don't, I don't see this being geared towards the hardcore gamers or people that really have an Xbox already. I mean, I really see this as geared towards you know, people, let's say, with younger children that, you know, want to do some gaming or even the people that, you know, have those dusty old Wii's hanging around. They're, they're trying to get part of that market because if they can get in the door with a hundred bucks and guarantee Microsoft revenue for two years, they can then push all the media stuff, you know, the Netflix and who knows whatever else they're going to come up with over the next couple of years, they can push all of that and, and get even more money. This is purely a revenue generation thing, I think. Well, here, here's my thoughts. And, and this is where I think it may be. I think what they're doing is I think they're prepping because I think the next Xbox is going to be pretty expensive and they're going to have the subsidy program already in place 
so that when the next one comes out, it'll be tapped right on so they can sell that many more out the gate. So the next Xbox, even if PlayStation 4 comes out ahead of time or they come out in the same year, because my guess is they're going to come out in the same year, uh, PlayStation's not going to come out a year behind again. There's no way. And I don't think Microsoft's going to let PlayStation get a year jump on them. So here's the thing. They come out the same year. Microsoft's going to be like, okay, both boxes are $500. But Microsoft's the one that says, well, for $100, you can get this brand new one for only 15 bucks more a month. You know what I mean? Or you know what? it might be priced differently. But if, if you got that and all of a sudden you get the brand new kit on the block, it's like getting that brand new iPhone. You know, the iPhone's like a five or $600 phone. But people don't pay that. They get it subsidized by their cell phone company by committing the two years terms with their cell phone companies. You know, now they're locked yep. in. You know, and that's what I think where this is really I think that's all of this whole thing is not to sell more 360s. I think it's more of let's get the platform in place so we can do this when the next Xbox launches. We already have this program in place. We are, it's not going to be anything new that we're going to have to deal with and figure out how it works. You know, that brings up a good point, too. Okay, what about these people that sign up for this? Let's say in January the new Xbox comes out and it's actually available. Now you're stuck. You're stuck with the you know the current generation for another year and a half well it it works for the cell phones though it, yeah, i mean that's I mean, the thing like apple's making they they they've made this i mean i think this is just microsoft again stealing from apple i mean that's that's all this really is look at the cell phone market that's all the cell all cell phones are subsidized you can go right. get a brand you can get a free phone if you want well, I think that's going to be the person, whoever's purchasing, because they're going to weigh, uh, you know, I may want to get out of this at some particular time, so they got to weigh that early termination fee against what they want to do. But I think if they're purchasing Xbox, because, you know, if it's, you know, like for myself, for another room, I know the Xbox is not going to go away immediately after the new one. And I don't think, I don't see myself running out day one getting the, getting the new Xbox. I'm going to wait and see how, it, uh, how it's building. And I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to be able to afford no, run out of the game. Maybe if there's a subsidy thing or something like that, and Wings correct, and this is their their platform, they're going to see how this works, and if it goes well with this, then heck yeah, maybe they'll include it with uh, the new one, and that would be a great way for them to get started. But you know, you got to weigh it when you when you purchase it for each individual, and if it's going to work out, yeah, you're going to be stuck to a two year, um, just like if I'm with my phone company or whatnot. You know, I'm not going to switch um, when a new phone comes out or what comes out. Uh, I'm the kind of person that would stick with my phone until that two-year period is done, and then I'll take a look and see what I'm going to do after that point. But that that fit, that works for me, so it just depends on the person, I think, and they got to weigh that. Well, another thing too is Rob to answer your question: um, What if I bought? I get the 360. I sign up for this, and six months later they launch a brand new console. Okay, so you call Microsoft and say, "Well, I want the new one." Okay. Well, for an additional two-year commitment, we'll send it to you for free. I, I, I'm moving. I just called DirecTV yesterday, um, and I actually want to upgrade one of uh, my one of my receivers to. I got a generic old piece of junk, one of their old old receivers. I want to update it to the new fancy HD, tying into the whole home service and stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, no problem. We'll do that for free." You know. 
Yeah. But and I and I'm getting them to do an install at my house all for free. But I have to I have to renew for two years. <laughs> so I have to commit to staying with DirecTV for two years. Which in DirecTV in that case it's not it's a no brainer. I've been with them for like ten years. You know, I'm like I think I'll do another two years. We love DirecTV. You know, I, I love it. So it's a no brainer. But I got free upgraded equipment. It's not costing me anything. They're moving me and putting in brand new satellite and going to run all the stuff I need. And it's not going to cost me anything because I just committed. So Microsoft can do the same, very same thing. We'll give you the new one. We'll give you new equipment, but you're go- it's going to extend your contract. You know, so it's no difference than a cell phone company or DirecTV or Dish or, right. you know, that's that's how they get around that. And that's how they make sure you want the latest, greatest. You now become a service. It's now it's it. That's the thing. It's now becoming more of like a something you're going to depend on, and it's going to be a subscription. I mean, look at radio. How many people have Sirius or XM radio? You know, that, you used to, who, who, no one ever paid for radio. To me, that seemed like the dumbest thing in the world. I know, right? You know, why would I pay to listen to a radio station just because they don't have commercials? Okay. Well, now that I've got a job where I travel and I get rental cars and I get these stations, this is cool. <laughs> you know, my rental cars always have Sirius, uh, the Sirius satellite radio. And I'm like, man, I really wish I had this at home <laughs> because I can pick what kind of music I want to hear. And it's, you know, you do. There's a lot to it. So, But then if you get into that, you're locked into it. You, you know, you got that subscription. So, you know, it's just like Netflix and you know, you know the the game flies, and before you know it, it's like if you really look at your life, how many things are you paying a subscription fee for? Lots of things. So why not? You know, this is just a cheaper way for them to get even more consoles. They're going to beat Sony and Nintendo. Well, I ain't going to beat Nintendo. Nintendo's their whole own world. But this really, if Sony doesn't do something like this as well, this could be the death of them because. Everybody's going to, like you said, parents are going to go for this because they can get in for this, you know? And even adults or gamers who are like, well, as long as I can get the better system, I'll jump on it. I mean, I probably would, too, for a new one. Yeah, I'll take it cheap because you know what? I'm going to be paying for Xbox Live anyways for the next couple of years. I've been with you for five or six years as it is, you know? So that's what I think this is. This is this is their big E3 announcement. They're going to get it going, and then next year they talk about the new Xbox. And by the time that releases, this program will have been in place. And I wouldn't be surprised to come this June when they then when they announce something like that. Now, and this is, again, right now this is speculation. But this seems like this is dead on. This is going to happen. I mean, I, I really believe this is a, one of these rumors that could, that it's probably that's very real. And I'll bet you when they announce this at E3, they're going to say, it starts today. You can leave out of there, right out of their briefing, and walk to the store and sign up for the $99 subsidized plan. I'll bet you it happens. <laughs> yeah. So, what is E3? When's that coming up? Uh, June 6th. So about four weeks away. Yeah. So... The weekend that I move, I'm gonna miss E3. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be schlepping boxes around. <laughs> That's what you have 4G for. <laughs> so good. Cool. All right. Well, we'll have to follow up on this. Yeah. I thought that was 
you guys brought up some great points. That was a good discussion. Um, I, I guess we're all on board for this and want to see it. I see think what so. happens. Yeah. yeah, see what happens. Long live Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. I'm just curious to see if those sales numbers go up. So, Rob, I'm waiting on you to bring those numbers back to us. All right. Yeah, we'll Challenge have a, accepted. We'll have a subsidy watch. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Microsoft probably won't ever release numbers, but well, we still get the the NPDs, so we'll see how many are are being sold. We'll have to we'll yep. have to see, and and I'm sure once this happens, you're gonna all the big news sites are gonna be like trending these and and, and reporting if it's working. Oh or yeah. Not. So. But. And you know, if Microsoft if Microsoft is successful, everybody else is gonna follow. Oh yeah. So. All right. Okay. Sounds good. That's it. Uh, we don't have any voicemails, and we got no questions in the friends list. So. Well, there you go. We don't have any friends. <laughs> Colin, you got a question? <laughs> so I hear about this Xbox subsidy thing. What can you tell me about it? <laughs> <laughs> Please Re- listen to rewind. episode one ninety two. Yeah, rewind <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, all right. Well, I guess uh, that's. Uh, you guys got anything else? Well, I got nothing. No, sir. Nope. Nothing for me. All right. Rob, you want to take us out of here, then? Absolutely. Make sure to check out www.thisboardgamelife.com. I had to throw my plug. <laughs> Subscribe and send Eek. us some comments and questions. <laughs> and there's this other show, too. www.thisboardgamelife.com. That always sounds weird for some reason. WWW. Maybe it's a Chicago accent thing. www.thisxboxlife.com. Dobbles. All right. So that concludes episode 192 of This Xbox Life. Uh, make sure to check out our website, www.thisxboxlife.com thisxboxlife.com you can send us an email with your questions, comments, concerns at contact at thisxboxlife.com also make sure to check out our YouTube and Facebook uh, area sections whatever you want to call it Uh, you can also find us on Twitter uh, twitter.com slash thisxboxlife and we also have our Zazzle t-shirts I was just wearing mine the other day Sporting, uh, sporting my patriotism to the show. And then also we have our voicemail, 224-698-XBOX, which is 224-698-9269. Uh, send us any questions, comments, etc. Hear yourself on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, my name is Rob, also known as Presar. I'll catch you all later. I'm Mark, AK, Wingman709, taking off. This is Colin. Also known as uh, Brun 2.0. Talking to you later. The quiet hand is